down. This woman knows how to make the world go round. And just like gravity, we be breaking, breaking ground. And I'll be home. I can be your kingdom. When the river made it my brain. Hey, hey. Tell me how much can you just take? Hey, hey. When the river ate my brain. Hey, hey. Tell me how much can you take, take, take. Tell me how much can you take, take, take. My love, my love, my love. My love. Hello, everybody. Did you like that? Did you like that? I did. Do you know what's really bad of me, though? Go on. Do you remember the song, um, was it Cherry Cherry Boom Boom by Lady Gaga? (laughs) Yes. So when you were doing it, and I was like, I think I know, because you gave me the setup before I pressed record, and I was Mm -hmm. like, I think I know who's going to do My Love by Leanne. Mm -hmm. But when you do that, I was like, is he doing Cherry Cherry Boom Boom? No, because I lost the rhythm halfway through it. That's why. Don't worry about it. We won't talk about those things. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Loud Brown Gays. Now, if you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you will understand and know that I am not your regular host of this podcast. I am the substitute, the Michelle Williams of this podcast. Once again, back like the Renegade Master, my name is Sebastian Edwards, and I am joined today by the one, the only... The hostess with the mostess, Mr. Dan James LDM. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. As Seb said, Nick is currently um, on an archaeological dig that has been uh, invaded by Nazis looking for the Ark of the Covenant. I believe he messaged me to say that someone's face got melted off. So, yeah, he's running around. He's got himself a nice hat and a whip, which he seems to be using because he's now a, a professor at some kind of university. Well, no, he's, he's got a hat and a whip because he's Nick and it's a Saturday night. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and he's got Nazis to beat because they want to get the Ark of the Covenant and they have to be stopped. <laughs> another day, another podcast, another talk about Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for joining me today, Seb. Um, we got a few things to run through today, but I want to um, kick off just to ask... Do you potentially have any stories from the streets? I do have a story from the streets. So this is actually also about Mr. Dick Charles. So last week, Friday, we were at a thing called the Podcasting Festival in London. So we went there because we were doing the live, uh, Nick was doing the live version of the Out Here podcast. So I sat and I watched, um, Nick was one of the guests. There's also a friend of the podcast called Tuffa that was another one of the guests. Graham obviously was the host. And then I had some guy that was an artist that was the guest as well. You know when you're like halfway through listening to someone speak and you're like, did he actually just say what I think he said? Mm-hmm. So apparently, because I don't know who this guy is, I don't really want to know. We won't name him and shame him on here. Um, he, he's he been receiving a lot of backlash about his artwork and saying that it's anti gay and quite homophobic and I don't really have a problem with that and I don't really have a problem with you doing something that other gays have have an issue with I do have an issue with you one saying that prep is the reason that the gay culture in London is at its downfall and it allows people to be promiscuous and have sex without consequence and it's the reason why we are having a lot of comb sex at the moment, because that's factually incorrect. Yeah. Mm. And also that 
you think it should be a policy that we remove PrEP and access to PrEP to gay men in London? This is great. What he, he actually said that out loud. You can go find this on the other person's podcast, uh, podcast. You can find where this man actually took his whole chest and said, hi, you should remove PrEP from... As- it's definitely an opinion you can have. You can have that opinion, but it's the same opinion you can have about abortions. Yeah, it's the same opinion you can have about any kind of thing that enables people to have sexual freedom and don't necessarily mean that we have to deal with the consequences that we used to deal with when we were sexually promiscuous, aka having babies, aka dealing with AIDS. And yes, I know that PrEP doesn't stop us from getting other sexual transmitted diseases, but we have to be realistic here. AIDS and HIV specifically are the, probably the only only sexual transmitted disease that you know in your lifetime, in my lifetime, in the lifetime before us, where there was advertisement specifically about that STI on TV in Britain, that it was advertised yep. that this could kill us, that created a massive stigma for the gay community as a whole that we were the people infected with a specific disease and it was somehow because of for those that believed because of our blasphemy against god like this man just doesn't seem to have any historical context of what he's talking about he just chatted his whole mouth off and this is Dan, this was way. This was half an hour before he started talking about current politics and ushered the word work, and nobody seemed to understand that he was using it in the wrong context. And I was just like, "Excuse me, madam. Excuse me, sir. Where's my microphone? Because this massive <laughs> work in a way that I do not understand why you're saying. Why are you saying such things? You know that you're gay and you're a Tory, but you don't want to say that you're a Tory, so you try to slide it in that you're actually progressive when you're not. This is what this man was doing. So let me let me feed in just a little bit from where I can. Um, so I know Graham as well, and there is a good reason why Nick gets invited to participate in the good-natured debates that happen over there at Outcast because I could not be good-natured to somebody like this, and I would have to sit there and hold my tongue and just be like, because we... We know my mouth is reckless, <laughs> actually reckless. My mouth is constantly like writing checks that I cannot cash. But you know what? Let me do it again. Let me do it again. So if you personally don't want to take prep for your own beliefs or reasons, you are more than happy. You don't have to take it. You ain't got to pop them pills. Once a day, you ain't got to do it event time. You ain't got to do anything that you want to do. If you want to be like, I want to make sure that I am using condoms every time and that I am protecting myself that way and with all my partners, I want them to do the same. That's good on you. You knock yourself out. Where you lose me and where you need a slight cussing out is where you decide that us taking the precaution to take prep, which then might loosen them up to not having like to not having sex with condoms, which opens you up to other sexually transmitted diseases. Where you lose me is where you are saying that we need to, that to be removed. We need the fear of HIV in our community again, mm-hmm. so that we, we can follow some kind of weird puritanical sex rules about you are a gay man. Okay. 
And it, it doesn't matter how much you vote in a certain direction. It doesn't matter how much you pretend that you just want to wear suits and everybody should be getting married with one person. You are still gay. And it does not matter to them, and you know who they are, that you are gay. It does not it does not matter that you support them. It doesn't matter that you're on their side. It doesn't matter that you are talking down to the rest of us. They still got to come for you and they come for the rest of us. Okay? Now, you might have already lost your ability to come and be part of the community and part of the team over here. At least you lost that from me. Mm-hmm. And I just heard about this story from you. Mm-hmm. So, there was one point where you said something and I literally turned to the side and I was like, oh, shit, that's not here. Because, you know, when you sit there and you actually think, has someone literally just said what I think he said without understanding the repercussions of what he's saying? When you're uh, when you're talking about prep and the fact that we have prep and that it's uh, it's not a right that we should have prep. One, it is a right that we should have prep. We waited long enough. Prep has been available in in this country for many a year. There was there. I am old enough to remember the time that you had to Venmo your prep and then had to pay for it and had to wait for it to be sent to you. And every time you paid for it, it was a different account that you would have to pay from America to get it from. And then there was no guarantee that you were going to get it. Yeah. I, I've had to do trials and label myself as a sex worker to enter these trials. I've done trials that were specifically for gay, gay, black and Asian people to, to see how black and Asian communities would be affected by having PrEP. They didn't give it to us because they wanted to give us something to sexual freedom. They gave it to us because they thought it was cheaper than the alternative. Very simple. Yeah, you. Most people now have the grace to not see the effects of having HIV turn into AIDS. I am probably one of the few people left on this earth that has had had seen that happen to someone. It is the most horrific thing you can ever imagine. And for someone to sit there in front of me and just act like having prep is something that we just should be taken away from us because you do not deem how we act when we have it as appropriate was mind-blowing. Because your level of self-hatred is insane to me because you are you hate the fact... I'm just picking up on this, so I'm just going to tell it how it is. And mm-hmm. So if you hear this and this is wrong, feel free to come and respond to me. I don't give a shit. You hate yourself and the fact that you were born a certain way and that you are part of a minority community that you feel is beneath you, that... You feel like actually the gay community through their behavior and through their lavishness and sex, sexual deviance deserved what happened to them in the 80s and 90s, which is appalling. That is an appalling place to put yourself and to think about it. And to think that, oh, yeah, prep is the reason why we act like this, like like the girls weren't having parties back in the 70s and mm-hmm. the girls weren't throwing it all about as well. At least now they can do it safely and they don't have to be they don't have to be scared of contracting a disease that will literally kill you a disease that ravaged a community that lost a generation of people you want us to go back to that because it will you think it will make everybody act like a puritan and they will find their wife and they will marry and they will be tom daly and his husband for the whole time ain't gonna happen girl ain't gonna gonna happen and the worst part is is that the majority of people that i know that contracted hiv when PrEP wasn't available in the early stages of me coming out, were the good gays in the long-term relationships that managed to have a boyfriend that went out and did things behind their back, but they were faithful 
and they were mature and they were doing the things that you all of you people say that we should do, making the homes, picking up the children. But they ended up with HIV because somebody else made the choice for them by going out sleeping and not being protected. And I don't understand why you don't get the concept that it is easier, fairer, better for us to have protection than not. Simple. Yeah. It's And every time that you get out front or have a conversation or get on a microphone and you shame people who take PrEP, what you're actually doing is you are shaming people who are HIV positive because you are saying that they fucked up and it's their fault that Therefore. they have it. And it can just happen. There are, I know people who are HIV positive who got it the first time they had sex. The very first time. The absolute first time that they had sex, they contracted HIV. And it, you can't come up to me and be like, it's their fault. It's some kind of some kind of righteous fury has given it to them. Now, nah, fuck you. Abs- actually, fuck you. This is why it's glad I went there, because there would have been an unintended QA portion. <laughs> I'm sorry, you've got an unintended fourth guest, because I got to go on the stage and I got to say, fuck you, fuck whatever you stand for. And you got, fuck your mama too. This is she the can, thing. She catch right? a stray. I don't give a shit. So if you'll notice on social media, some people that were at the event have also posted um, on their Instagram pages about, prep and what it means to the community and how we benefit from having prep including clothes so if you want to go on instagram and find clothes um instagram page you can get more information about prep of what it is and what it means and what it does for us as a community yeah and just so we reiterate to anybody who doesn't know if you are hiv positive but you're on medication and you are undetectable that means you're untransmittable it is safe to have sex with anybody who's hiv positive who is undetectable and the thing if you take prep every day you should be protected for it if you take event-based prep just make sure that you take two two pills at least two hours before you have sex one pill the next day and then one pill the day after that's how you safely take prep just so everybody knows psa for everyone thank you very much yeah, right. Moving on, because I want to stick on some some dumb shit, okay? I'm glad you brought up Clone Zone, because there was a little video going around that I saw today, which I'm yeah, not yeah. sure if you've seen. No, but I've been at him. There's a Clone Zone in Manchester, okay? And in, like, the early hours of the morning a few a few days ago, a few weeks ago, I don't know the exact day happened, two guys pulled up, fully covered, on a motorbike with a hammer to attack Clone Zone, the shop, and they got caught on CCTV. So they the guy pulls up, the guy with the hammer jumps off, he smashes a window, he breaks, mm-hmm. he kicks in the door, he starts swinging inside the shop, and then they get on the bike and they leave. Okay. Okay. Now, number one, obviously this fits into like the growing sense of just like the retaliation against gay people for reasons that I fully don't understand because mm-hmm. we just be out here living our life, doing our things, whatever, not really stressing too much about you. But I, what I do want to say is, this was in so pathetic. S- Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> the level of damage that they caused was so minor and so hilariously stupid. Have you ever seen, have you ever been in a shop, okay, and you're, you're, you're walking across and there is just a bad toddler. This toddler came out of the womb with a bad attitude mm-hmm. and you know the parents are trying, but you can feel the tantrum building and yeah. then the toddler's just all out screaming. Yeah. Okay. That was the energy of this homophobic attack. That, 
he went into the door. Okay, he didn't even look. He just swung to the right. He hit the security thing. Yeah. Then he left. And I was like... So he's like a brown frame on the door. Yeah. Yeah. So he he forces the door open. Okay. There is like a rack of jock straps or shorts or something to the right. He swings. He hits some shorts. I'm like, oh, oh no, the mesh has been damaged. What will we do? (laughs) (laughs) Then he's... Then he is banging on the security thing. And I was like, girl, if anything, you kind of helping us out because I, I know the clone zone. I like clone zone, but it'd be a bit pricey. And sometimes you just be like, what, what? let me, let me, it's going to be working. Five fingers so you're like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for helping out the girls. Okay. Mm-hmm. On that one. Then he swings to the left, hits basically nothing. And then he leaves. And I'm like, if you're going to be homophobic, okay. I don't expect a lot from you, but I expect you to at least follow through with the homophobia. If you're going to bring violence, why? You didn't even fully break a single thing in this shop. You made yourself look dumb. You got, you, they got dressed full, full coverage. And I know, actually, they, they planned this out because everything they were wearing was a matching color, which means somebody's been on Amazon and they got the, they got the soft moss green balaclava. They got a soft moss green scarf to match in with the moss green hoodie and the moss green sweats. You're gonna turn up in a in full geesh not and you not give it your color clothes for that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> that is Durant's color coded their outfit. Put the shades on, seeing if it's the right tint of her. I'm sorry. I'm actually sorry. They sat there and they're like, "Oh, girl, do you know what's gonna look real cute? Let's go on Amazon. Get this. Get it to Prime. Prime next day delivery. Make sure you get that. Oh, no one's gonna clock our tea, and then you ain't gonna do anything about it. Do you know what? I'm, I'll give you some advice. Let me give you some advice. If you're going to be homophobic, okay, stop with the hammers, stop stabbings or everything. Just get a good old can of paint. Just get a good old can a red paint and just throw it on the venue. Okay, do you know why? Number one, it's, that's the most annoying thing because you've got to get rid of it. And number two, if you pick the right shade of paint, we ain't going to get rid of it. We're just going to throw more rainbow paint on it and call it a day. We're going to turn your homophobia into our celebration. So at least give us something to work with. All they got is a damaged pair of shorts and a re- they got to replace the security thing. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, though, this is not the first attack that a Manchester Clone Zone has had on it. Bear in mind that Clone Zone in Manchester is literally the only sex shop in the whole of Manchester. There's no Anne Summers. There's no ha- Harmony or what is it? Is it hon- Honor or Harmony? The other ones. I-, I don't know where the actual girls go to. So... They'd be going online, babes, because they can't be going to a physical store because there isn't a. Like, well, also that that love funny discount. Yeah, it'd be hitting. How many times have you changed your email address to get the love honey discount? Don't need it, babe. You sign up as a fake student, twenty percent off. Uh. Uh, you know what? That's... Dan James giving everybody the tips in this economy. Enroll in an list. online language course. <laughs> okay. Buenos dias, mi amor Sebastián. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but I I'm I'm still obviously Manchester is my home city. I do love it, but I it's one of those things now where you're going to attack clone zone every single week. You you can attack it till the cars come home. They're always going to repaint. They're always going to fix the windows. They're always going to be back home for business. Why? Because of all the shops, gay shop for you to attack, you're going to attack the one gay shop in the whole of that city 
which is right next to a place called Canal Street, which is, if you take off the sea, is basically anal. Come on. Yeah. Like, let's be realistic about what we're saying here. Right? It's, it's not going to work, people. Tired. It's tiring. It's so tired. It's just like, this is, this is why we don't associate with the heterosexuals, right? Because even when you do the most the most heterosexual thing, which is commit acts of violence against minority groups. You can't even do it with a little pizzazz, See? a little, a little, a little charm, a little flash, something, something to write home about. No, See, I don't like to. St- I don't like to give um, straight men that have acts of violence ideas. But one, the fact that you weren't in camouflage shows me that you're really not about your stuff. If you're only uh, they mus- hit they they hit a soft moss green. Yeah, the, the, there's a moss green. There's not a full camo. If you're going to be camouflage, you threw them in the canal. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they came out of the water like SAS units. Like ah, uh, like, the, the, like the Atlanteans from Black Panther. Yeah, they were uh, ready to go. Oh, bad days, these people. It's so stupid. Honestly, but I'm like, I'm honestly, like, obviously, homophobic attacks are actually a serious issue. And like, I have a problem with it when you start hurting actual people. You bring that violence onto actual people in part of the community, we got a problem with you. You attack a shop badly, badly. The biggest victim of your attack is a pair of white mesh shorts, like, girl. A white mesh short with a stain on it is literally a white mesh short on a Canal Street on Friday. Yeah. It's going to be more stains when someone buys it than it probably was in that shop. Exactly. Those that. shots were going to be purchased and then lost almost immediately in Via or Via or Cruise. They were, somebody's leaving without them, okay? You just sped up the process. Exactly. Easy Easy entry, easy exit. Absolutely, mm-hmm. just foolishness. Let me tell you something else. Tell me okay. something. We got a few minutes left, and every year, like we're gonna have to talk about it. And I always say I'm not gonna watch it, but this year I'll probably watch it. Oh God! <laughs> let's just uh, let's have a quick initial impressions. RuPaul's Drag Race UK season five. Did well, you see the cast reveal? Yeah, I did see the cast reveal. Tell me your thoughts. Who you're featuring? Who you're like? Mm, I'm not sure. Do you have the list of names? I'm going to be very Nick because you. you these give me names. I can't. Okay. Well, let's start with Caramel because you, you. We know her. Uh, Caramel. We know her. We love her. We're rooting for her. Yeah. This is the thing. Yeah. And like, I don't want to be the Issa Rae of the podcast, which I am going to be, where we just say we're rooting for everybody black. But at the we same kind time, of do be. <laughs> But this is why this is why I say. But at the same time, yeah, um, kind of rooting for everybody. But oh, yes. Da, 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 da. So that sound that you heard on the recording is is Dan sending me the list. Okay, cool. So here's the thing: because I know people, a lot of the London girls, I kind of know them, or they're friends of friends. Wait, but you tell me. You say you know this. Let me talk. Let me ask you a question about Alexis St. Pete. Okay. Yeah. Now, I've been in London 13 years, okay? I've been around a girls for, I'm going to say, six or seven of those, okay? Yeah. Why don't I know who Alexis St. Pete is? You do, do you not? I saw her and I was like, I have never seen this girl a day in my life. I'm sure she is the drag queen from G.A.Y., is she not? I don't, I don't think so. Also, you think that I, Dan James, am not going to notice a five foot six, Kind of Polish looking 
white twink prancing yeah, around the town. Yeah, but she, one, you think I'm not? I'm going to miss that. One, she's five foot nine in heels. Two, she <laughs> she. I, I'm trying to think why you wouldn't know her. I had to go on her Instagram and I was like, I, it looks great. I don't know who you are. She's friends with my mate Jack. Yeah, so that's why I know of her and they dance together. So I've always known her as a dancer. I haven't necessarily seen her as a drag queen, but I just know her as a dancer. She's a very good dancer. So the lip sync should be good. Okay, well, just know Alexis St. Pete, I'm now looking out for you on the scene. Mm-hmm. I know you're around somewhere. Basically, what Danny is trying to say is that if you have Alexis St. Pete's number, and you want to slide into the DMs, you can slide into the DMs and then slide into the DJ. Yes. You absolutely do not need to give me Alexis St. Pete's number. I will get it myself. Moving on. I know you will. Great. I have not heard of this fancy girl either. Uh, Manchester Queen. It's all right. Don't worry about it. You, I, the thing about Banksy was she was very tall. I liked her outfit. All I, all I could notice was she wasn't wearing nails. And it really stressed me out. And I'm like, I shouldn't be one of those because I've never done drag a day in my life. But she wasn't wearing nails and I couldn't stop noticing it. I actually like Banksy. I think she's offering... I like the... I like the queens that are a little bit alternative when it comes to my white queens. Yeah. yeah. I, I like the ones that are a little bit goth. But then sometimes they go a bit too blood and gore and horror, which is not my thing. Yeah. I like it goth but pretty. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like a yeah. meat dress, not a serial killer. That's what yes. Yeah. I see what you mean. And yeah. what a great way to describe Banksy. A meat dress, not a serial killer. Yeah, that's what we look um, at. So like Caramel, obviously, like love her. Absolutely rooting for her. Hope she does really well. Do you know that my favourite thing, I have to say this, early, he's listened to the podcast, my favourite thing about Caramel is he sounds like the health and safety officer at my gym, which is this massive muscle dude, and they sound exactly the same. So every time he opens his mouth, all I can think of this guy in a dress. Yeah, <laughs> the juxtaposition is amazing. Like, uh, Just so we're clear, I'm pretty sure Caramel goes by she, her. She, her. Okay, cool. She, her. Uh, Dee Delicious, skip. I'm skipping. This one, this one's a villain. This one's got darkness in her. Dee Delicious. Dee Delicious. Okay, cool. So we can yeah, read, nah. read it again. Ginger Johnson. 34? Lies, lies you tell. <laughs> Bad. Bad. Excuse me. 34. See, this is why I never understand why they always go for a younger age. I keep on telling you people all the time, always add on five years to your actual age. If anybody asks you, yeah, five or ten years minimum, yeah, so that every time you say your age, they go, oh, my God, you look so good for your age. That's all you need. Sebastian, what if you you say it and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, but that's never happened to me, babes, and it never will do, so I don't understand the thought process. Well, I tell people my age now and they're like, what? So, like, I'm not adding on any extras. (laughs) (laughs) Go get thingy. Um, Kate Butch. No. She comes with uh, high recommendations from Why Is She Black. That's all I know about Kate Butch. Okay, cool. Um, So, we're good. Michael Maruli. Now, this one's interesting because I've seen Michael live quite a few times anytime I've been on Grand Canaria, right? Mm -hmm. And I've never seen them, like, like, like drag drag. There was like boy drag. Okay. 
so this look was very interesting to me because I was like, oh, it's giving, it's giving more kind of drag drag, that which was interesting. Cool. That's an explanation or explanation of why it was crap then. Oh, okay. Because I hated this look. <laughs> I hated this looking so much. I just looked at her and I was like, your makeup's not finished. Your hair, the hair piece looks awful. You're sitting down and you haven't even crossed your legs properly. What are we doing? Like, it just gave me unfinished. But then she opened her mouth and I was transported back to the days yeah, when I lived up north and my best friend was from Thailand Weir. And she said, was it this one that said something about crack? And I will wet myself because it just reminded me of good times and cheap bottles of plunk and going to pre-mark on a Saturday before to get my outfit to go out. I think she's a good time girl unless you ask any waiter who has ever worked with her in Grand Canaria. I think she runs a fucking tight ship, mm-hmm. but she's a good time girl. My only thing is, if she does really well on this one, we have to look at like RuPaul's gra- Drag Race Grand Canaria because the Vivian, a GC queen. Danny Beard, a GC queen. Michael Morelli, a GC queen. I feel like Grand Canaria has taken over the UK scene or is actually the UK scene. The UK it's scene just is Grand Canaria, island. isn't it? Not? Exactly. It's just Liverpool on an island. It's where they go to do their winter work. Like the New York gays to go to Fire Island, the UK gays go to Grand Canaria. I thought that was just it. Why aren't I there doing my winter work? Right, okay. Now, the next one. I'm going to let you say some good things and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say some critiques. Okay, For cool. Miss Naomi Carter, you go. Well, she's called Naomi. That's always a good start. Was I meant to say something else? Is there anything else you'd like to say? I mean, obviously I'm rooting for her success, right? I'm hoping deep down inside, that she's setting the bar low so that every time we see her, she's improving. Because she's always, she's got an eye for the story. We all know we like a journey for the RuPaul's Drag Race. So if you start the bar really low, as in in the dirt or near hell, but you can always go up from there, innit? That's what we're hoping. I didn't think the bar was set low. I quite like the look. I really like the hair. The hair piece that she had was very fun to me. My point is, new black queens, retire naming yourself after Naomi Gamble. Absolutely no more Naomi's amongst the black queens. Naomi Smalls, Ty Naomi Banks. Now we've got Miss Naomi Carter. I'm like, girls, girls, create an identity that is you. That is not just you are, you are taking your two favourite black girls and you are slamming their names together. If somebody walked onto this show and was like, my drag name is Beyonce Banks, we'd be like, absolutely not. It is not Beyonce Banks. You can't do, no. So I don't know why we're letting the Naomi's get a pass. I hate it when Naomi Smalls did it. I double hate it when Ty Ty Naomi Banks did it. And I hate it. I hate Miss Naomi Carr as a name. It It gives tribute act to me. That's all it is. It, mm. At least Derek Barry called us up Derek Barry. It wasn't Derek Brittany. It gives tribute act. I don't like it. Uh, you see what you mentioned about the hair? Mm-hmm. It just reminded me of an old woman knitting needle when they have their balls of wool and they just stick the knitting needles in it. So I, was, I, I like was, that. Yeah, but that was I was cute. Told, yeah, but I was because of that. I was like, why don't she have knitting needles in her hair? Like. To just go with it, you know what I mean? A little bit of drama, a little bit of sass, yeah. a little bit of storytelling. Anyway, too much expectations. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I hope it to do well, but oh, this name. Tamara Thomas. Okay. Now, I have met Tamara a few times. And how did that go down? 
Well, the only reason why I have something against Tamara is because when we met, she took my phone. She went on Instagram. She found herself. I didn't ask her to do this. She found herself. She made me follow her. And then she didn't follow me back. And I was like, oh, you one of those girls. That That's who you says you is. Okay. I don't need that. <laughs> I bet you anybody Nick loves this woman. I can tell right now. Nicky's going to come back again. He's going to be saying, oh, this is my girl. This is who I'm looking for. Do you know what's right? I bet she follows Nick. I, I bet, bet she, she follows Nick. Yeah. I uh, bet it's the, the 411 all over again. The 411 is it from, from the day they followed Nick and my housemate and did not follow me. It was fuck you to 411. Am I going to go to these shows? Yes. Am I going to stream the songs that you released in 2004? Hell yes, I am. But it's fuck you to the day I die until I'm like, <laughs> But you're the, one that when, you're the one that went and took photos when I was on the other end of, of Mighty Hoopla and then you sent it to me like, ha, 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 ha. That's I dragged everyone, everyone I knew to that tent. People who didn't know who the 411 were at 2 p.m. on the second day of Mighty Hoopla, okay? Ryan could barely stand up, but I got him there to see the 411. And what are you going to do? You gonna, I, saw, I saw them in the street. In their park. I went up to them and I was like, hey, love you thing. Can we take a picture? My housemate, massive 411 fan, fell to the floor. You going to follow him? You going to follow that stand behavior? But you ain't going to give me anything? I was a, you. Are, I was the first story you reshared from that day, the 411, and I can't get nothing. I can't get a thing. Good. Nah. I'm nah, just never. shocked that you're trying to use Ryan not being able to stand up as a me- as a measurement for anything that happened at Mighty Hoopla because Ryan not being able to stand up is like, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe on Saturday night. Yeah, but like I got him there, okay? I went, I took him through the stroke, through the fire, through the <laughs> I did that. Ridiculous. Anyway, okay. tomorrow, I hope she does well. Okay, uh, cool. On. Okay, which is this? Vicky Vivacious, 36 from Cornwall. She was the one who was talking about farms. Yeah, but also. This is the one that I thought that you would hate instantly because this is the one that gave me musical theatre vibes because she did this thing with her lip, yeah, that gives me trained opera singer. And she did this mouth thing that they do. And I was just like, oh, oh, Dan's not going to like this bitch. Uh, no. It's so giving me jam. You, like, you, you know me too well. <laughs> Here we go. I'm sure, I'm sure Vicky's lovely. I'm sure she's a fabulous entertainer. She was the the one where I was most like, you can be amazing at what you're doing, but what you're doing is not for me. And that doesn't mean it's bad. That doesn't mean you should stop doing it. It just means that I'm not buying a ticket to the show. Mm-hmm. I want you to do well, live your life. We'll have a good time. I'm not coming. That was it. That was my response to her. But I thought the cast overall seems like a good bunch. Yeah. She, the only thing I say about her is that her makeup seems to age her a lot more than everybody else. Like, Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe if you learn it on the farm, then maybe they don't have good Wi-Fi and she couldn't watch Raven's makeup tutorial like the other half of the cast did. E-I-E-I-O. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Oh. Um, <laughs> you want to close this out? I feel like you did the interesting. Before I close this out, I have to ask you one thing. And this you can only give it one answer, a one-word answer, yes or no. Have okay. you seen the video of the incident at the Beyonce concert? Yes or no? Yes. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> take your ass to the Beyonce show. Okay, you are gonna pay to get right up close to the stage, and then you're gonna pick up something dusty that you had in your pocket off the floor, and you are gonna attempt to throw it at Beyonce. BB Rexa, y'all didn't get a pass, okay? But that was BB Rexa. You're gonna run up on the stage, you're gonna throw your mum's ashes at Pink, okay? I get it. But you better watch what the fuck you do around Beyonce. And you know the reaction from Lay Twins? Yes. You know those two, they were in a go. I'm glad they were doing my job for me. I would have climbed my ass through that crowd and beat your ass. How dare you? <laughs> you are so happy you didn't touch her. You're so, you are so blessed. So incredibly blessed. That you did not get anywhere near to her. Because, nah, nah, I don't even remember what city that was, but she ain't ever going there again. I'm writing in and be like, Beyonce, they don't deserve you. Because they let that that degenerate mongrel stay alive for the rest of the show. If the, the crowd better kick them out, I don't care who it was, get them out of here. <laughs> okay, that's been the last round games for this week. <laughs> Thank you for having me again, Dan. My name has been Sebastian Edwards. And you can find me at Seb Ed PT on Instagram, 140% fitness on Instagram, and at the Black, Bold, and Kinky podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Where can I find you, Dan? Dan James LDN on everything. Nice and simple. And with that, we'll say goodbye, people. Bye. Bye. You know, I specifically, I specifically. I knew you specifically tried to avoid that, but I'm sorry, babes. Like, it had to be I said. Like, no, uh, I can't do it. I'm going to get too heated. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what motherfucker in the whole of America did that to Beyonce? Because I'm sure that she traveled the whole of Europe and not one man and his dog for ever throwing anything at her. Why is she back in the United States and this is how you treat her? Let her never, ever, ever tour America again. I said it now. Even if Destiny Child come back, they're not to America. Just stay in Europe. We love you, B. These people, they're not worthy. I'm sorry. Amen. Amen.